To support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Any amount is appreciated. Once again, positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Thank you and enjoy the program. This episode is also brought to you by PBNJoey.com. Simple, honest, and delicious. Go to PBNJoey.com for the all-new dark roast coffee. That's PBNJoey.com for more information. PBNJoey.com. Hey, folks, open an account today with Weeble, and with just a $100 deposit, you'll get four free stocks. And if you refer a friend, you'll get two more. Such a simple way to start a portfolio with the power of a desktop, tablet, or cell phone. With Weeble, you'll get zero commission fees, access to pre-market trading, and in-depth analytical tools for more advanced users. If you want to support this program, go to positivesarcasm.com, click on the Weeble banner in the contact section. That way, I'll get free stocks, and you'll get free stocks. Now, that's something most of us can agree on. Terms and conditions do apply. See Weeble.com for more information. Thank you to Weeble, and please trade responsibly. The Matrix is a system, Neil. That system is our enemy. When you're inside, you look around, what do you see? Businessmen, teachers, lawyers, carpenters. The very minds of the people we are trying to save. But until we do, these people are still a part of that system, and that makes them our enemy. You have to understand, most of these people are not ready to be unplugged. And many of them are so inert, so hopelessly dependent on the system, that they will fight to protect it. Were you listening to me, Neo? Or were you looking at the woman in the red dress? I was... Look again. Freeze it. This... This isn't the Matrix. No. It's another training program designed to teach you one thing. If you are not one of us, you are one of them. What are they? Sentient programs. They can move in and out of any software still hardwired to their system. That means that anyone we haven't unplugged is potentially an agent. Inside the Matrix, they are everyone and they are no one. We have survived by hiding from them, by running from them. But they are the gatekeepers. They are guarding all the doors, they are holding all the keys, which means that sooner or later, someone is going to have to fight them. Jay here, PositiveSarcasm.com, recorded here from an undisclosed location. Yes, welcome to the most honest podcast on the interwebs. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Facebook. You can uh, email me directly, positive sarcasm at outlook.com. You can, you can go to my website and contact me for, I don't know, whatever reason. Uh, still not responding to, um, what do you call it? Uh, cell phone inquiries at this time. Still haven't turned on any SMS stuff or whatever. So that's going to take a while. Um, in the meantime, until I, uh, until I have a, a real concrete, resolution to my present situation um i mean i can tell you what's going on as far as my day-to-day like routine and other things i'm trying to do at this point to just get through each moment of the day because it's like you know everybody tells you you know live life day-to-day i'm like more like minute to minute minute to minute i listen to well i mean all i have at this point is just a Routine. I have at least at my core DNA the 
I need to take these headphones on. There's too much feedback there. Um, all I have at this point is my routine. It's built into my DNA. It's I have a. Some people aren't ingrained with the uh, concept of having um, a choice, like having a choice or not having a choice. Like you can either just get up and get out of bed when your alarm goes off, or you can not get up at all. Or you can just not bother to want to see another day. These are all things that I start with every single morning. Every single morning. It's like that alarm goes off every day regardless. The, the The sun never beats me. I have lost to, I've lost a great many things in my life. I've lost to a great many things. I don't lose to the sun. The sun never beats me. The sun never rises above the trees before I do. But then I realized my whole point in life was to be, exist somewhere where the sun, to give the sun a chance to beat me every day. There's only one place that can happen. And that's the ocean. Give the sun a fair fight. I always believe. I always believe in a, in, a, in a fair fight. If a fight isn't fair, make it fair. Um. And that's kind of like, is it still my goal? It, yeah, I think I would say. I would say so. I would. I would say so. Why? Why wouldn't it be? Why would that change? I mean, let's be honest. I could, I could go there. Like I, I could, I could. Let's just say I succeed. I get there, and I have no more obstructions. Am I going to be satisfied? I could. It is always a possibility. I could get to where I want to go, only to realize it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. But then again, why? Then how would you know that at this point? You aim for something. You get it. But then you realize it wasn't all it's cracked up to be. Maybe you overhyped it. Maybe it wasn't something that you truly wanted to begin with. Or maybe you didn't understand what you were actually trying to achieve. That can always be po- that can always be a possibility. You fight so hard for something that you for- either forget what you were fighting for or when you if you do win that war, you all of a sudden realize this isn't what I wanted to begin with. But as I sit here, looking at my notes and reviewing a couple things about my morning, my objective every morning is to beat the sun. And my ultimate objective, as it has been for the past 10 years, is to get to the ocean. Because the plan's out of the bag at this point. The past six months, I've started, I, w- I was confessing more and more about talking about it. I mean, it had overlaying things that w- were, you know, involved... But that plan is still in, in it, it's still, like I say, it's in place, but it's still a thing. I set my house in order, per se. I did everything I could to set my house in order. And then I took the leap. Only to find out I didn't build the bridge. So, like, for example, if, if you want to... Because con- games are built from real-life scenarios, 
Games are built from real-life scenarios. Those scenarios are based on values. So if you play a game like Shoots and Ladders, well, obviously you're moving along. You're moving along this path of life to get to the end, the ultimate end goal. And you get to that moment where you can either take not enough steps or too many steps. Next thing you know, you may, maybe the ladder represents like a promotion or a relationship or a large sum of money or something that just advances you much farther in life than you expect. And then, or you end up with a shoot. You go all this way, you make all these strides and all these efforts to get to where you want to go, that ultimate goal. And then you, all of a sudden you hit the worst possible shoot imaginable and you just fall all the way back down. And that's emotion that emotionally could emotionally or financially or physically could set you back so much that you almost don't want to play the game anymore. Or some people don't. They decide, I don't want to play anymore. So this is concepts I wrestle with every day. Now I start that now obviously it's like great, I beat the sun every morning. Okay. Now what? Well, I got to start off with coffee. Now that I'm making it only for myself, um, how much do I drink? Do I make the same amount? Okay, let's take it back a bit. Do I cheap out or do I continue? Well, first of all, my coffee habits are, I think, better than average, considering I roast my beans myself, considering I grind them myself, I brew it myself so i have to say uh, definitely everything i do is better than i don't know 90 95 percent of the population i would i mean a lot of the things i do um i'll get to the things i don't do better than 90 percent of the population in a minute but um i think beating the sun that's something i do more than most people Number two, my morning routine. It's still there. It, it, it teetered there for a couple weeks, but it's back. So I've established a, I mean, somewhat of a foundation on a, uh, I don't know, what do you call it? A, like a wandering cruise ship with nobody aboard. I guess that's how we'll put it for now. It's just, I'm here and things are in place, at least for the time being. It's like, okay, now what? Well, I immediately have, the gears are already turning. The gears have turned before I woke up. My, every every moment of every day, there is some type of podcast um, in my ear. Something. Something that's worth worth listening to. And it takes a lot to take my attention off of things. And thankfully, I'm not opposed to um, a lot of things when it comes to listening to people. So I can listen to all kinds of podcasts and a lot of different people and a lot of different comedians. And it keeps my head in check. So in order to stay focused, I have to be distracted because my gears are turning. And after that 34 ounces of coffee is in my system, the gears are, over, are turning even faster and can cause major agitation. 
and I'm somebody who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't use any type of drugs or take pills or anything like that. So it's like I'm I'm here in this moment in the most soberest fashion. If soberest is a word. Um, trying to figure out how to stay grounded, stay focused, and just not fall apart. Because mm, some people have seen me lately as I'm going through my routine every single day, just uh, that wall of emotion approaching the back of my eyes. It's right. It's sometimes it's right there. Um, sometimes it's right there. And that's, it's, it's hard to move around in your day to day life with that wall, that dam essentially holding back everything. And then you come on this and you try to talk about it in some form. Because I, I know that I'm like the master of metaphors. Everything I do is metaphorical or gimmicky. or Not gimmicky. What the freak does that mean? Like just in general, like everything has some type of valued, valued uh, I don't know, religious metaphor behind it or something like that where I'm trying to relay a perspective using these types of examples and it's difficult sometimes but I'm just trying to figure things out and every day waking up with the realization of what is what is true what is true what is actually happening I know what's taking place I know what's happening I, I'm pretty aware of what's going to happen going forward and how I want to live my future and then I know what's possible and then I know what's set in stone so I and look I get tired of these metaphors too but sometimes I'm out of I'm out of truth I'm out of fact I'm out of ways to present these examples to you in such a way where it's, it should hit you over the head like I totally get it But I also don't understand how you are coping with the day. I also don't understand, I don't understand how you, the listener or the viewer or whatever, or even the non-viewer or the non-listener, I don't understand what's going through your mind or going through your day-to-day or the problems that are taking place in your, in your moment-to-moment. Like I had a friend of mine send me an email. Like right now I don't want... I'll be honest, I, I have... Not many people in my life right now. And the reason being is I don't want a lot of people in my life right now. Because that's... Every friend is a responsibility. That's something you have to... um, What do you call it? Maintain. Maintaining a friendship. It's like... It's like taking care of a, a plant or a flower you know you don't water it for a day or two or you don't tend to it or you don't put it in sunlight or the proper temperature it dies it just dies do I want that responsibility should I have that responsibility so I don't want to I don't want to talk to anybody 
Maybe I can't. Maybe because it's not a good, maybe I don't know what I'm going to say. Not because it's compromising of my position, but maybe it's just for the best. They got their own situations going on, and I would just be a drag. I would just be a drag. I feel like anybody who gives me their time and day, I don't feel like I deserve it. I never really have. I go and get my hair cut. I don't talk to the hairstylist about anything. I mean, I don't feel like... It's like, what do I have to say that's of any value to them? Or I'm just being friendly. Am I or am I just being annoying? It's like, look... Like you could walk into a, pl- I'll be honest with you. They, I could walk into a hairstylist place and they'd be like, "I." This person could say, "I don't want to cut your hair." Should I get upset? I don't feel like I should. I should be like, "Well, okay, maybe I'm annoying or I I don't smell right. I'm too soapy or something." And maybe they just don't want to. They don't. They just rather not. Oh, it's their job. Yeah, it's their job. But why should I? Just because I have you know, 30, 40 bucks to spend on them, you know, shampooing my hair. It doesn't mean I own them. They're not my slave. You don't want to cut my hair? Okay. I'll Maybe I'll, I'll just ask somebody else to do it or I'll just go to another place. I'm not going to complain about it like some fucking internet Karen. I'm just going to go somewhere else. Because, you know, I don't deserve to, I don't deserve their service. So I just go somewhere else. Or I would. This isn't a factor. This isn't a true, like I'm not saying that this happened or anything. It didn't. I'm just presenting an example of how I feel if somebody were to say no to me. Or if I I wanted to say something to them for whatever reason. It's like, no. If you're willing to, first of all, if you are willing to, you know, you know, style my hair. Well, thank you. That's as far as it goes. And, oh, and you're polite to me. Thank you. But I don't feel like I deserve anything more in that transaction. If you want to offer it, I will acknowledge it and compensate you for it. But that's it. I will not attempt to push anything on you like I, I go to went to a place and I was hearing like the, the the guy sitting there talking to the girl and the girl talking some stuff and they just the, the conversation felt pointless it just felt just it felt stupid to listen to as a bystander and it felt like it, the, the conversation or the whatever it was the banter felt like it had no value. It had absolutely no value. Like, I don't know, I, I, I see a shirt. I see a really nice shirt at a store. And if I were to see a really nice shirt next to it for a third of the price, just with no brand name on it, it's like, okay, now that other one has no value. But the idea of the conversation just doesn't have any value. That It's like I'm not going to, if I'm going to say something outside of this format right here, it better carry weight. It better actually matter. 
Because in, if you want to, now if you want to approach me and say something to me, okay, fine. Because maybe you're trying to get to something that you think you were interested in discussing with me or something like, great, I will give you your just. I will give you your time. But I don't, I haven't thought of myself in a high regard for a long time, regardless of how far my talents have taken me, how I've been rewarded or compensated for them. I don't have that confidence. Or maybe it's not even a matter of confidence or self-value. I feel like it's just like, it's a discipline. I was never a participatory trophy type of person either. It's like, oh, wow, thanks for, you know, thanks for playing t-ball. Here's a trophy. There's no value in it. There's no value in it at all to me. So I, I'm very hard on myself that even if I were to achieve these goals that I've had in mind for the past 10 years, I'm still not going to feel like, I'm going to feel like I would be an imposter in my own zip code. Like I don't, I, I could pay cash for this and and I wouldn't deserve it. I wouldn't deserve these neighbors. I wouldn't deserve this backyard. I wouldn't deserve this ocean pass. I wouldn't deserve the community-based police department. I wouldn't deserve any of it. I'm an imposter in my own town. So, but it is a dream of mine to at least have that mindset because it is a dream. You know, I feel like, you know, have you ever been so close to something? So close that something, the, ever been so close to something in, in your dream that you've been, but only you've been woken up from that dream realizing that you have to pee and you have to suspend your dream to go pee and then realizing as you're going to go pee that your entire house is on fire from an arsonist. It's kind of it's kind of how I see things right now. And I'm not sure what decision to take. Do I try to put the fire out myself or do I run outside and call the fire department? You know, I'm 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 safe in this box of mine right now. I am safe here physically I am safe here uh, financially but emotionally I'm fighting a lot of demons the enemies are at the gates they broke through and I'm fighting that battle in my head every single day um and the thing is, I never wanted to feel safe. I, I was an, I'm an adventurer by nature. But man, the COVID pandemic and the overblown hysteria that came with it 
really killed the adventurer in me because I wasn't afraid of it. I was afraid of people because people do stupid things. You know, a person is capable of a lot. A personal, a person is capable of control and, and, and self and self-worth and, and just, you know, proper decision-making, but people, you put them together, the more people are there, it's the more poor decisions are going to be made. Um, and overall, I just saw a lot of poor decision-making from people, so I chose just to stay away from them. And in turn, I, I only isolated myself a bit more, but I was looking forward to coming out a bit more and being part of a bigger community, and now that's all on hold. But I have learned something at, at least um, in the past month that Um, even though I've talked a lot about following the money and and stocks and investing and how to make money and things of that nature, a lot of things that are you know financial whatever. I, at the end of the day, I don't. I I truly stood by my uh, another thing, another th- idea of mine is I never cared about money. Like I can't, well, no, let me restate that. Money wasn't a priority for me. I just wanted to feel like if I wanted to go out and buy a steak, it wouldn't financially devastate me. I just wanted to not have to worry about the bills that were coming in the mail. That's all. Because as long as I was healthy, and I was making significant strides to stay that way. The money never, ca- I never cared. But then I realized in this whole game of shoots and ladders, if you want to get over that shoot, you better build a bridge. And if you can't build it, you better buy one or have someone make it for you. And you better pay them. Otherwise, you're not going to, you're either going to get, you're never going to get to go over that shoot. Or you're just going to fall down because you expected a bridge to be there by the time you got to it and it wasn't and you fell. And you fell pretty hard. So I realized that money only matters to me in order to get me to just a destination. That's it. I don't want to use it to control people. I don't want to use it to manipulate I just, it's not, I realize that there are a lot more things that matter to me than money. I don't ever want to sacrifice my creativity and my free, expre- my freedom of expression for money. My happiness in what I do every day or what clients I serve, I've never sacrificed that creativity or peace of mind for a dollar. I would never do it. No matter how selfish I became, I wouldn't do it. It's just not worth it to me. I mean, I... Look, I I have nice... I have some nice things. You know, I, I... 
the Mustang, I, I bought that because I was angry. And it represented something I had very young as a person. Like when I was 16, I had a convertible. When I was 18, I had a convertible. When I was 22, I had a convertible. When I was 35, I had a convertible. But they were all taken from me in some odd fashion. One of them, the engine blew up. The other one, uh, the, the garage collapsed upon it, destroyed it. My brother sold it off for parts. The next one, it was parked and somebody smashed into it with their Nissan Altima and took off. And I never saw them again, and that car was totaled. So all that buildup of anger of these things being taken from me, I got angry. So I took, I took it back. I took something back that I, I wanted. I took that thought that whatever it is, whether it's status or emotion, or love, whatever it was, I took it back. And I worked really hard to ensure that it was something that nobody could ever take from me ever again. And I got the title in the mail last week. And as everything else right now, it just feels like a hollow victory. It's like, great, I own a convertible. It's been raining for the past week and a half. Goddamn Alanis Morissette song. So. But I did, I have some other thoughts that are in my head, but I can tell you this, it's like, whatever lands in my bank account, whatever situation comes forward that's financial it's like I don't I don't care I, I don't there are some people right now that are very upset with me but on outlying material factors and I don't and I don't care I will be sending some payments to people over the in the next month small amounts of cash just to just close off all whatevers. I'll be condensing my lifestyle as far as who I'm talking to, who I'm reaching out to. Well, at this point, I'm not reaching out to anybody. And that's going to continue. Until I have a, a, a an idea in place of how the rest of my year looks like it's going to be pretty quiet. And I was like, am I even going to record today? Like I want to, I want to film so bad. I want to go out there and create. And it's like, I write, I write a half a page of notes for something. And then you hit that wall and it's like, okay, do I mentally try to force through the notes I just wrote to get to an ultimate destination, or is there just nothing there right now? Am I just trying to fill, make a filler song hoping it's the next Black Sabbath paranoid? No, it's not that. It's not even close to that. Maybe I wrote a riff, but I don't got the lyrics, I don't have the bass, I don't have the drums, or I don't have the people around me to even make the song. 
And the idea is like, I, I want to go out and film all this stuff. Like Project Disconnect turned into other smaller projects, but it never went anywhere. I just went out and filmed stuff. And then I went to put it together and it just, it just, I, I just said to myself, no, this doesn't raise the bar for me. I'm not, but I, I'll be honest, I'm not looking to flex on anybody. I'm not looking to flaunt anything. Everything for me is just a, a fun prop to, you know, show off a lifestyle. Things you can have if you just, you know, maintain proper expectations without being greedy. And believe me, every thought is going through my head right now. It's like, where am I going to be in the next year? What's my zip code going to be? Am I going to date again? And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know. The moment I feel like I'm using somebody, I'm out. Out. The moment I feel like somebody's pushing an agenda on me, I'm out. The moment somebody tries to tell me about their troubles and they didn't ask for permission uh, from me to listen to them, I'm out. The moment somebody tries to tell me about an experience they went through about something that happened to them that maybe or maybe not is similar to my situation, I'm out. I don't care. I don't. Look, I am approachable and appreciative of a lot of things, but you have to remember, at the end of the day, I can easily just turn off and just stop listening. I'm already too distracted. And I know that there are people out there with far worse problems, but I'm not them. And I don't care. I truly don't. Because I don't know what's going to happen second to second. I don't know what kind of email I'm going to receive or what it's going to say. I don't know if I'm gonna, if somebody's going to show up on my doorstep. It's not even my doorstep. And serve me paperwork. I got no clue. And I don't know what uh, doctors would prescribe or, well, not prescribe, but diagnose me with, whether for, whether because it's true or they just need a reason to justify the visit. So I want nothing documented other than my own thoughts. And then let the criticism fly. But I really just don't want to bother people right now, ultimately. Anything you get from me is voluntary. Like, there are some people who have reached out, like, they want to talk, and I'm like, not yet. Not yet. If I reach out to them and say, okay, I'm ready to talk, and they say no, okay. All right. Well, think, okay. Totally. Totally get it. <laughs> Never really understood fun. I don't really understand fun all that much. Either. Like I travel somewhere. Like when was the last time I actually traveled, traveled somewhere? I think it was Palm Beach. That was like the worst fucking vacation ever. It just it was it was such a hassle. It was such a guilt tripped hassle. It's like I spent all this time, all this money to just 
get sh freaking shit on. It's like, you know what? I think we're good here. Oh, no, that's right. I went to Athens, Georgia. That was a good one. That was good because I was, I was in the zone at that time. I wasn't at my peak or my prime, but that was one where it's like I knew what my role was. I knew what my job was, and I knew what I needed to do, and I went out and did it. And I felt satisfied with the conclusion of that and how I made sure that I wasn't going to be distracted while I was editing and all that stuff. That was that was a, a moment in time that I understand what I was doing, why I was doing it, and how long it was going to take me to achieve, to achieve an, a resolution to that. So that was good. So... You know, I spend all this time collecting spare parts for this, you know, studio and to put things together so it wouldn't cost me a lot of money. And I just realized that at the end of the day, I'm the one who's made out of spare parts. I am, you know, I'm ob I'm obsolete. I'm obsolete in a lot of ways. You know, I I I feel I definitely feel old. You know. But I don't feel unusable. But I come with a I, I feel like I do come with a lot of liability. Right now. Because it's like ugh, I don't know. I don't know about Jay. I don't I would just steer clear of him for now. And uh that's probably a good point. That's probably a good decision. Just don't. Just don't. Right now, it's like I keep thinking about when I did uh, a video back in the day called the the incomplete trickster, and the video is not good. The words are great, but I didn't. Number one, the reason reason the words are great is because I didn't speak them. A clinical psychologist did, so the words are great, but the video kind of didn't make a ton of sense. It it felt like uh, B roll footage from. Lord of the from Lord of the Rings, only without the Middle Earth or the Wizard or uh, the Orcs or anything to do with the Ring or pretty much anything from that movie and all together, but it just felt like leftovers. Like just do something, do anything, figure something out, start with something and go from there. Right now, I feel like I don't. I, I do. I feel incomplete. No, I feel lost. Like, I'm standing in a crossroads with no GPS, no address. I'm just at an intersection with no lights, and all the terrain in every direction looks the same. Like, you feel like you're in a three-dimensional world, but you're actually standing in a, in a two-dimensional intersection with no lights, and all the terrain has the same mountain range in the far, far, far distance. You're just standing there, and there's no cars coming. Or maybe once in a while you think a car is coming, but then again, it's just like a random wind. So you stand there, and you're like, which way do I go? Well, just go somewhere. Go somewhere and do something. 
maybe eventually you'll uh, uh, wander in a wander into a, some type of person or city, or you'll end up at a destination. But then I go back and I, I remember the game Zelda, the very first one, The Adventures of Zelda. There's a section in that in that game where if you it takes you to it's it's a, it's a it's a um so you have a character and then he, he, this the scenario pops up this the 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 landscape shows up and you walk around it and then you move to the edge of the screen and it takes you to the next area and then you walk through that screen and it takes you to the next area well there's one section where you walk into this area and it's the same area that you were just in but then you go up again three or four more times and then it unlocks a castle that you're supposed to get to. If you walk in that direction three times, you end up at the spot just by doing the routine of going over and over and over through the same, seeing the same thing, you eventually end up at a destination. However, there is a couple ways if you go, it just keeps going. It's a groundhog day. You go through every single day and you keep seeing the same landscape. You just it it just goes on forever until you fall asleep or the game freezes. So the question is am I going to end up going in a direction where I actually end up somewhere or am I just going to be doing this perpetual spinning of my wheels going through the same landscape over and over again until I run out of gas? Until I am completely obsolete and unusable. So I'm trying to figure that out. And I, you know, and with that comes that Frank Sinatra song where he says, "I did it my way." Well, it's like he he says, "Regrets." I have a few, but then again, too few to mention. I've got a ton of them. I've got a ton of regrets, or I have a few regrets that are so big, so huge, where it's like, didn't you learn from the first time? Didn't you? Do you read the shit that you write? Or go back and review the past of things you wrote because you're in the same scenario and you're not seeing the red flags and you wrote them. You wrote those red flags, dude. Why aren't you paying attention? And it's clear to me I'm not paying attention. So now I have to take drastic measures to ensure that this never happens to me again. That my I don't end up in this situation ever again. That everything has to be accounted for. That everything has to be monitored. That everything I do or everything that I acquire is mine. And it can never be taken from me. But as far as money goes, that I just don't care about. I do a job, you pay me. Okay, fine. whoop de do. I don't care about it. I either want to do the job or I don't. The money just, it's whatever. Especially now with the government printing so much cash, it's like the value of it means nothing to me. I'm tired of learning lessons, but I do love experience. But I'm definitely tired of learning lessons. And I'm tired of reducing my life to 
a simple board game or having my life, life reduced to or manipulated down to just that. Where at my expense, somebody else gains. So I need to, I need to, well, get my shit together. And, and, and if there are things that I can secure going forward, I will explore all those possibilities. But it is, it is a, a, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to bed, it's like, what, you know, what am I missing? Because maybe I'm not, and I, I mean, what, yeah, what am I missing? What am I not, what am I not seeing here? What's keeping me up at night? Uh, the obvious, there is the obvious that's keeping me up at night. But I was like, what else is there? What else is in this Rubik's Cube that I'm not figuring out? So, I don't know. Like, I don't play, I don't like playing the waiting game with my own life because I feel like I've waited long enough. So, I need to know. I just want to know, like, obviously, it's like, I want to know what's going to happen now. Like, now. I don't want to wait another day. And that hurts, that hurts my chest more than 225 falling on it. But this will somehow come to an end one way or another. And that'll be that. So, um... Give me some time to figure things out. Maybe somebody, some of you I will reach out to, hopefully soon. Uh, some of you, you may never hear from me again, just because it's probably better for you that I'm not involved in your life in any way, shape, or form. Because it's just like I don't have any value in it. So if I was to message you, I would just be bothering you. So it's some of you, I, I mean, just going to kind of let that that string fray so that you guys can... Go and have a better life or continue to have the life that you prefer. Um, and then if some of you do want to, you know, sit down and, and talk or listen to my story, then okay, we'll go from there. But um, right now things are pretty solitary and they should stay that way until I figure things out. But I don't want to hear anything about just be happy with yourself. No, please stop with that. You guys use the word happy way too much way too much you don't understand i'm not searching for happiness i'm searching for meaning purpose to my existence something that a lot of people are misinterpreting misinterpreting is happiness you know happiness is only a small part of a large much larger pie you need challenge you need struggle and somewhere in the middle, you're not always happy. If you're always happy, you're on medication. And you will need more medication to stay happy, just at that level. 
and then that happiness will slightly taper off and you'll need more medication. Then it's not happiness. That's just fake. So stop telling me about that. Stop telling me about that emotion because that's not the one I'm looking for right now. Um, so if you want to support this podcast, go to positivesarcasm.com slash donate. Um, any amount is appreciated. Um, some in time, some of these donations actually are going to be, uh, refunded. So if you uh, do get like a, a Venmo notification from me or something, just, just take it and, and we'll be done with it. Okay. Just know that. Um, and that's it. Some of them are going to, going to be returned because, uh, they're not, it may be, it's quite possible that it won't be needed. Um, I just need to figure out what's going to happen in the next, I don't know, three months. So, um, until then, uh, thank you for listening, watching and subscribing. You can find me anywhere where podcasts are available, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Google play music, or that doesn't exist anymore, but you know, wherever podcasts are available, I'm on there. You can also go to my YouTube channels, positive sarcasm and positive sarcasm podcast. You know, you can, you can like subscribe if you, if you want, you know, um, if you prefer, you know, you want funnier podcasts than this one right now, uh, you can try like, you know, fighter and the kids, uh, Tim Dillon show, Rogan, Dalia, Whitney Cummings has one called good for you. Um, tiger belly, so if you want something or, you know, YMH. So go ahead, check those out. If you just want something, you just want to laugh, you can go check those out. But I'm on a different journey right now. So just let me figure that out and then we'll go from there. All right. But if you do need, if you have questions, concerns, or comments, you can just email me directly. PositiveSarcasmAtOutlook.com. Okay. And you can email me directly through my website. But until then, thank you for listening, watching, and subscribing. We're at 48 minutes here. I didn't know I had that much to say, if I even said anything of value at all. But until then, um, I think I'll talk to you next Sunday. It's possible. We'll find out. You'll find out soon enough. Anyways, I'll talk to you guys soon. Record here from an undisclosed location. This has been a Positive Sarcasm presentation. 